Yo, do me a favor real quick if you're listening to this podcast. Which you uh, are. You're obviously listening to this podcast. Do you think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're listening, yeah. We really need you to subscribe. Wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What, shirts and pins and stickers and stuff? Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for something. we should make a shirt. Okay. Let's start talking about when Metallica Cut their hair. went from being a thrash band to just being a shitty hard rock band. Same thing. Yeah. This is literally the same time. People like to debate when Metallica started to suck, like which album is the one where they started to suck, and yeah. I don't fucking care. I think they always... I was going to say, I have a very, very... Uh Strong opinion. They did not suck until Kill Them All came out. When they were a cover band, you liked them? <laughs> yeah, I loved them when they were a cover band. Were they called Metallica as a cover band? I don't know. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Fucking idiots. <laughs> I will say for all the Bob Rock haters out there. Yo, if you're a Bob Rock hater, fuck you. Yeah, if you think he's the reason why this band that's started not true. to change their sound, that is not remotely Not true. even close. They picked him. Like, they picked him as a producer because they wanted to change their sound. I realize this is probably a really difficult concept for metal fans to wrap their heads around, but the band picks the producer because that's the producer they want to work with. They don't get, like, saddled with a producer. (laughs) Do you really think that they would have kept Bob Rock on as a producer after he played the first couple songs that he had done? They would have been like, oh, well, I guess we have to keep him now. We're already two songs deep. That's not how it fucking works works they would have fired him i wish we didn't have to keep this guy on as our producer even if we fucking hate every single thing that he's doing if Mm. a band doesn't like the producer or what the producer is doing the producer gets fired especially for a band like metallica at that point had sold fucking three million records or something first of all that's way more than that actually that's just the way that the business works but the other thing is is you can find interviews where the guys in the band talk about how the songs on justice were too long and they could tell that audiences were getting bored trying to pay attention at the shows minute songs yeah, that, that is way too long. I agree. Right. That's more Metallica than anyone asked for. Yeah. But it's also a matter of record that Metallica liked Bob Rock's work on the Motley Crue album, Dr. Feelgood. And that's why they wanted to work with him in the first place. So this is not a Bob Rock situation. So, so your favorite thrash band didn't want to be a thrash band anymore. Yeah, they were like, fuck it, let's make some money. They didn't want to be a, th- uh, really, they didn't want to be a heavy metal band anymore. They wanted to be a radio rock band. So they got a radio rock producer. And made the Black and Album. And made a fucking radio rock album. I will say, in all fairness, Metallica, mm-hmm. they still had long hair. So here's my thing on the Black Album is that I hate the production so much it means I pretty much can't stand anything about it. The guitar sound is terrible. The way the drum sound is terrible. The songs are bullshit. So it's not my favorite Metallica album for sure. I liked one a lot better when it was called Machine Gun by Band of Gypsies. <laughs> you like that version better? <laughs> yeah, call me crazy. I'd rather listen to Hendrix's War Song. What the fuck? I mean, I know we're supposed to act like one is all deep because it's about war, but that's just bullshit. Just because a song is about war doesn't mean it's good. It's not like there's no such thing as a bad song about war okay also i can't confirm this right this second but i'm pretty sure that lars didn't play the drum part in that in the recording 
Oh, well, the thing I can tell you specifically about Lars is that he's uh, probably one of the worst drummers on the planet, and his drum parts are always comped. Yeah, so my buddy was a drummer. I'm glad he quit. Yeah, he was. He told me that in the liner notes, it actually thanks somebody else, and he goes, that person is the drummer that recorded in one the really fast drum part, Lars couldn't play it. I'll have to look that up. Look it up, make sure I'm right. But I'm pretty sure that Lars did not actually play that drum part. And then when, of course, he played it live for all of eternity, he just played half of the fucking parts because he can't play it. Okay, Mark just said that, so I had to look into it. Turns out his friend is wrong. Now I get to record this note about it. First of all, the song this rumor is about is Dyer's Eve, not one. And the reason why is Dyer's Eve has double kick on it. Lars does not play double kick. So when this album came out in 1988, before your average dumbass metalhead knew how a recording studio worked, the answer they came up with is Metallica must have brought a ringer into the studio to play that drum part, man. It's not that crazy as far as conspiracy theories go. Almost nobody believes that Lars actually sat down and played this part because Lars sucks at drums. And whenever Metallica has played that song live, which is not even very often, he doesn't do the song like the album. So yeah, the rumor's not true, but what likely is the truth is the reason why Lars sucks at drums. Most drummers these days seem to agree that the drums on Dyer's Eve had to have been the product of comping and or looping the drum part. Now, when I cut you back into the episode, Mark and I are still going to be talking about the song One. The song is almost eight minutes long. I remember it coming on at night on MTV and being bummed because I knew that it was that long. Yes. Shit, I'm going to have to sit here for eight minutes and jerk off. The first four and a half minutes are hilariously awful. More than half this song is trash out of the gate, so I don't know how anyone could even try to call it a great song. It's like, yeah, it goes into the... But I feel like everyone that listens to it is just waiting for that oh, part. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the Beavis and Butthead <laughs> head banging on the couch part of the song right. like that's the uh, only uh, thing you care about uh, but uh, if you're uh, saying that that is what makes the song great then you don't like the song because the majority of the song is not that a vast majority most of the song is not that that part isn't even cool enough to justify the rest of the song i'm sorry it's just fucking not can you imagine listening to nothing else matters by metallica on purpose <laughs> can you imagine sitting down and being like i'm gonna listen to nothing else matters by metallica right now isn't that just open to i think james hetfield was talking to his girlfriend on the phone in a and hotel room the phone in one hand and he was just playing the guitar with the other one it's an e minor chord without the fretted notes is right. all that it is e minor <laughs> is definitely this band's favorite fucking chord by the way <laughs> yeah i don't know shit about music but that sounds right this is a i think it's a power ballad yeah power ballad and nothing else matters yeah i would say so it couldn't be much more from the heart is a lyric <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't want it from the heart from Metallica. I don't know how many people are coming to Metallica for From the Heart. Can you imagine how many hardcore Metallica fans bought this album? Oh, fuck yeah, new Metallica album. And they listened to Nothing Else Matters. What the fuck is this? I bet most hated this shit. Yeah. I hate it. Easily my least favorite Metallica song. I hate this song more than any other Metallica uh, song. I don't remember. It was a pretty fucking popular song too when it came out on regular radio. Oh, this song was huge. Yeah, and I feel like it was on top 40 radio, not just the active rock station. It may I have. could be wrong, but I feel like it was. I mean, it was 
definitely all over MTV and VH1. Oh, you could not. Yeah, if it's on VH1, it's on fucking regular radio because that's what VH1 was like, normie MTV. Again, the drum sounds and the guitar sounds on the whole album are, for me, unlistenable, but it's really hard to imagine that I'd be into this no matter who was playing it or what it sounded like. I mean, I think this is just a bad song from a songwriting perspective. You never care for what they know? This motherfucker's not deep. Why? Why? What if we just didn't do this, guys? What if you fucking made metal songs like you used to could you never care for what they say no no whoa yeah speaking of how big songs are inner sandman it's pretty fucking weird how big of a song that is that's a giant song top three maybe number one biggest metal songs of all time it absolutely is the most recognized it's for sure the biggest metal crossover hit in history, I would say. I can't think of a single other metal song that would even come close. It would have to be like an Aussie solo song, maybe. It's definitely, for me, one of those songs that when it comes on the radio, I get anxiety and change it immediately. Because I've heard it so many times. Oh, you know what? I'll have to take that back. I bet Crazy Train was a bigger crossover. I don't know. I'd like to know. Crazy Train versus Inner Sandman. One of you nerds, look it up. You are allowed to email us about that. I don't know if people realize what it means when a band has a hit this big because by the way this is also the time where hardcore only the first three albums are good uh metal heads you fucking heshers out there (laughs) in your vans the standard line is this is when metallica started to suck you know the black album sucks and i don't know if people realize how this works you know like just general music business stuff it's not like the band put out a few albums and they gained fans each time and okay now they have finally accumulated enough fans to where now when they put this next song out it's a massive hit that's not what a hit song like this is that's not at all what it is is it's people onboarding to the band mm. like when people onboarded to napster because of lars's bullshit inner sandman is when metallica gained the fan base that they have now which is five hundred thousand times bigger than the fan base that they had as a metal band right so everyone who thinks real metallica fan no you're fucking dumb like this is when everyone became a fans of this metallica. is when metallica became what you know of metallica now when you're talking to a metallica fan who says they got bad after their first three albums you're very specifically not talking to a typical metallica fan well and probably those people are also bullshitting oh like they secretly like this shit secretly they didn't get into the band until enter sandman oh yeah yeah yeah, and then it became their thing to go back and be like I only like the first three records. Well, that's weird because you didn't even listen to the band until you heard Enter Sandman. So I think you're bullshitting. I think you're exactly right. That's a lot of people. I think 95% of people who've ever heard of Metallica. The first record came out in 1983. Yeah. So... I'm pretty sure you're lying because I was five. I wasn't alive. (laughs) (laughs) So if I said, well, I only like the first few records, I would be bullshitting you because I was five when the first album came out. And here's the difference. We're talking about the difference between going gold and going platinum. And there's a massive difference there. This is the sound of millions of people going, ooh, I like that. I'm pretty sure that the Black Album went on to go diamond. So that's the thing is this hit is all over the fucking radio and it's causing people to become fans of Metallica and I just think it's really strange that this is the song that that happened on because it's about having bad dreams. I guess people thought it sounded cool and dark, but this is a song about you might have a bad dream tonight. That's what the song is about. Watch it when you go to sleep tonight, because you might have a bad dream. Are you going to exit light? The entire point of this song is, you're a scaredy little bitch. Hey, motherfucker, you might have a nightmare tonight, too. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking nightmare tonight. James Hetfield's going to be in my dreams.
It's also funny that everyone hates on Load and Reload constantly because I'm pretty sure those are Metallica's best albums. because they cut their hair. Oh, yeah. Dude, I remember. I was alive for this too. I remember this. There were multiple major fucking magazine articles yeah. about them cutting their hair. Literally articles about dudes in a band cutting their fucking hair. I promise you there were fully grown adult men who cried when Metallica cut their hair. I fully believe you. Please think about that. And if you have to pause this because you're laughing so hard, go ahead and <laughs> fucking do it. I swear to you. Adult men cried because a band cut some of their hair off. Okay? I believe you 100%. Statistically speaking, somebody did cry. Eh, 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 eh. Did they cut their hair? Boom. They cut their hair? Back when people had subscriptions to magazines, some kids screaming at their mother like, look what they did to their hair. <laughs> they cut their hair off. It's like the Beatles breaking up. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and this is obviously a great time to talk about how fucking superficial fans of heavy metal are. You are more superficial than K-pop fans, I will have you know. This genre of music is more about image than any other genre of music. Metal fans are the hardest fan base by far. Logo and the way you look in a picture Dude. matters so much in metal. When, okay, there's a picture of Hetfield shopping at Armani with his wife or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that picture. Those, okay, yeah, he looks like a dork. He but, is a dork. I mean, yeah, he just is a dork. But I just remember reading the comments, Metallica fans disappointed or something that he didn't wear what, like a fucking dog collar or something when he was in public? A spiked bracelet? Yo, dude, he's a, literally a dad. The reason why James Hetfield shops at Armani is shopping in stores like Armani is how you don't run into poor people like you who listen to his fucking band. Motherfucker's rich. He can shop wherever he wants. I think they think he still only wears black shirts and shorts. If he's not wearing all black, they're disappointed. What's funny about it is all this image shit resulted in the two best Metallica albums being dumped on all the time. People, Load and Reload are Metallica making the best decisions of their career. As your crown king, nothing. You'll hear people call Where the Wild Things Are one of their worst songs. It's one of their best songs. If you like the band Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and you don't like the song Ronnie by Metallica, you're a fucking hypocrite. You and my bird. It's probably better than any song on Kill 'Em All. For sure. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh. It's better than any song on Injustice for All. Fuck yeah, dude. No question. Those two songs are better than any song on those two records. Here's something funny. When I was like 11 or 12, I thought the lyrics of Fuel were give me fuel, give me fire, give me apple cherry pie. <laughs> I just think it's weird because it doesn't really. I was such a sweet, innocent child that <laughs> you were very... I thought he was singing about dessert. Yeah, you're a very nice little boy. Load is their best album. Reload is their best album. These albums are basically the same fucking album. They recorded them at the same time. Yeah, I always felt like they were just part one and part two, which to their credit at the time, they did not put out a double album. Oh, oh, oh. Here's something amazing. Load and Reload were originally going to be made as a double album. And this is the only opportunity that we'll probably ever have to talk about a band who made a conscious decision to stop making a double album. Thank God.
I almost feel bad about doing this episode to dump on the one band that I even have ever heard of to decide not to make a fucking double album. Yeah. Cutting their fucking hair to make all you crybabies whine about it. Calling the herd. Ripping off Southern rock to write pretty decent sounding hard rock songs. The memory remains. And not making a double album. And they didn't do a double album. That is probably the thing that I will give Metallica the most credit for. So yeah, when they get into the studio to record all these songs, they realize they're not going to be able to give all these songs the same amount of attention they could give half of them so they do the smart thing that none of the bands we talk about ever ever do unless you want to talk about a song like slither because that might actually be the worst metallica song that's not on saint anger <laughs> that's not on saint anger oh really no, yeah slither is metallica ripping themselves off you think they sued themselves they should have did one of the lawyers not realize you know what i mean like yeah. the lawyers don't talk to each other <laughs> hey guys i filed a lawsuit <laughs> <laughs> this band ripped you off uh, that's us dumbass but yeah we talk about this sometimes bands ripping themselves off people are like well, how is it even possible to rip yourself off go fucking listen to this song it'll take you about 20 seconds to to figure out what song they're ripping off. Apparently, they thought all that they had to do was tack a 20-second intro onto Enter Sandman and change a few notes around in the riff and no one would fucking notice because <laughs> it's just Enter Sandman Part 2, which was already ripped off from another band. This is a band ripping themselves off after having ripped off another band. That's like some serious... That's a really complicated idea. <laughs> That's hard to even keep track of. I bet they wrote this song by thinking about the kind of nightmare they were warning us we could have in Enter Sandman. So like Enter Sandman is about you might have a nightmare when you go to sleep tonight. Slither is like, and here's that fucking nightmare. And this is the scariest shit they could come up with. Don't go looking for snakes. You might find them. Don't send your eyes to the sun. You might blind them. Ooh. More lyrics about being in the jungle with a bunch of snakes. Enter Sandman, the remix. Uh, did you notice that at some point these guys all dressed like they'd probably have some cocaine if you ask them? <laughs> like specifically in the video for The Memory Remains, they're definitely wearing real expensive. They look like drug dealers, maybe. Yeah, well, they've crossed into where fancy rich Metallica. The Memory Remains is the song where the lyrics in the chorus are fortune, fame, mirror, vain, gone insane. But the memory remains. But the memory remains. I'm pretty sure if we let Coco the Gorilla sign out some lyrics, they'd make more sense. <laughs> R.I.P. Coco. Uh, Damn, it would have been a great experiment. Now I'm bombed. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. It would have been such a good experiment, dude. Because I would have liked to have known. It's pretty fucking gross that the cover of Load is piss. It's cow blood and human semen. Okay, so this, is, this goes is, back to what you were talking about before was... The art bullshit? That, yes, that Lars is a big fan of weird, obscure art, and he pays not, ridiculous... Not, not really that obscure. This is a very famous artist. Right, right. This is the guy... Well, he likes weird shit. I would say abstract. Uh, this is the guy who... This artist is the dude who has that one piss Christ, where he put a crucifix in his piss and took a picture of it. Sereno? Sir, something like that. Sereno. And everyone got real yeah. upset about that. Piss Christ. So yeah, Piss Christ had been famous for a long time. It says that the, the first is titled Blood and Semen 3. The second might be urine. <laughs> yeah, so, I think the second one might be piss. You're telling me that you were able to get your hands on some cum, but you needed to get a blood sample from a cow? I think it's really fucking weird that it's human cum 
and cow blood mixed together. It probably has some deeper fucking. Art. It almost seems like bestiality. Like, is this legal? It seems yeah. real fucked up. It's always fucking gross. Is this witchcraft? Honestly, I'm wondering as my voice gets Him real high. Sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> Are these guys warlocks? They cut their hair. All of a sudden, they're using uh, blood and semen in their album covers. Something weird going on here. Something you want to talk about here, guys? Did that symphony bullshit happen after this? Uh, Does it go load, reload, symphony bullshit? Uh, great question, because it's never listed as an album. Yeah, it was after. After reload, their attempt to stay relevant was to do the symphony thing. Did you know that you can watch the full two and a half hour concert on YouTube? No, I did not. And I would not. Imagine watching that entire thing. Well, I want to know how many people did not realize what they're getting themselves into. They probably thought they were going to see Metallica play. Mm. And it turns out they're watching Metallica trying to be Beethoven or something. This is one of the worst things that's ever happened. Look how good our songs are, dude. The symphony plays with us. I'll tell you what happened. They probably wanted to do a live album and every Kirk Hammett solo sounds exactly the same like a turkey fucking a wah pedal. Cover it up with an entire symphony. They'll never notice. Nobody will ever know. The album's called S&M, right? Is that, does that stand for symphony and Metallica? Because if that's what S&M's- I'm sure that's what it stands dude, for. Dude. I mean- These guys are dumb as fuck, man. <laughs> that's not this right. is dumb shit. I remember one of the big singles from this album was a song called- No Leaf Clover, yeah. Hey guys, that's called grass. <laughs> a, no Leaf Clover is just a stalk of grass. That's deep though, dude. Think about that. No, it's fucking not. That song is so terrible. I don't know if you haven't listened to it I have. Yeah, yeah. in a while. The orchestra's intro sounds like something from the score of that movie Wild Wild West into some like 90s Aerosmith doing Fantasia bullshit before the band comes in with their dumbass guitar riffs and Hetfield's teeth chewing out meaningless syllables. The song ain't good. Yeah, it's weird. There's so much going on there that doesn't sound like Metallica at all. They're slipping at this point badly. Here's how much of a dumb dumb the guy from My Chemical Romance is. He says this is one of his favorite Metallica songs. Yeah, well, come on. He's also in that band. How is this one of your favorite Metallica songs? This is not songs? nobody's even top 100. This band's best song is probably the one that they had on the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, yeah. which is the one that starts off, Hey, hey, hey. Is that I Disappear? That's their new metal riff. Yeah, I think it's called I Disappear. This is the slip into oblivion. This is where Metallica really starts to go into a whole deeper level of bullshit. Bullshit. You can see it for yourself. There's a documentary about it. Well, first, I think we need to talk about Sane Anger because okay. I remember the album Sane Anger came out and it was obviously very, very bad music and everyone knew that immediately. I don't know anyone that was happy to hear this album. No one. Fucking love that album, bro. No, it doesn't exist. For the whole year, everyone was like, how did Metallica make an album this fucking bad? And a year later, some kind of monster comes out and it's like, Oh, that's how it all makes sense now. Some kind of monster is when I started finding Metallica entertaining again. For a while, I just couldn't stand to see Metallica brought up anywhere. Oh, fuck Metallica. I wish they would go away. St. Anger came out and I was like, Jesus, why is anyone paying attention to this band? And then some kind of monster came out. People who know me were like, 
dude, you need to watch this. <laughs> like quadrupling down. And it made the word Metallica from one of my least favorite words to see to one of my favorite words to see. Because this has just been a shit show ever since they decided to turn them. They turned themselves into a reality TV show. Yeah. This band turned themselves into a reality TV show and it's fucking great. Every time you see them now, they're doing some dumb shit. And I love that. That will forever ring through your brain. I mean, I swear, if you haven't seen some kind of monster, make sure you don't have plans. It's pretty long. Just press play on it. Give it 10, 15 minutes. You won't believe this shit. They are in a documentary. It's, well, loosely used. I do wonder how much acting is going on. Yeah, so we're going to loosely use the word documentary. In one of the storylines, they go to therapy. It's... Weird. So, yeah, maybe Sane Anger is a logical conclusion of a band that was going to therapy together like a married couple. So here's my favorite thing about Some Kind of Monster is nobody comes out the other side of this thing looking good. Uh-huh. Not a single person that's in this documentary comes out the other side looking good. And there's a fuck ton of people in this documentary. I'm talking people you wouldn't even expect to see when you press play on it because one of the things that they do is they show when they're auditioning bass players. So you have to watch musicians from other bands that you like play with Metallica. It, I mean, there's a lot of rapid editing there because obviously a lot of it's really terrible. It's cringy, dude. Musically alone, there are so many things Things that are so tough to watch and hear in some kind of monster. And then when you add personality stuff to it, this is definitely one of my favorite things to watch. I've seen this movie so many times. I think we should do my idea. I think it would actually be really funny. What? To- Where we? Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 But it does all make sense after you see this documentary. How you come out the other side saying anger. Bob Rock was technically a member of this band. Because he played lots of parts. He plays bass on the whole fucking album. Right. I remember one scene specifically. Someone in the band, I think it's someone in the band. It might have been that therapist. I don't know. But someone brings up the idea of calling Jason Newstead to see if he wants to come be in the band again. And Bob Rock, for those who haven't seen it, he's been playing bass in the studio with Metallica this whole time. He's getting songwriting credit, you know. He like Bob Rock has songwriting credit on this album. So when the idea of Jason being brought in gets brought up, Bob Rock immediately shoots it down. (laughs) 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 And even proposes the idea that Metallica may be better without having a permanent bass player. It's just so obvious that this dude's like, I can do it. I can do it. Exactly. Can I can I play? Exactly. Here's the thing about producers. Um, they want to be rock stars and they're not. Just fucking look at how Rick oh, Rubin dresses. Shit. Real quick, a whole lot of people in the music business wish they were rock stars. Yeah, you're never gonna be one. No. Maybe start no. a podcast. These guys went and made a music video in a prison. Yep, trying to be Johnny Cash. Seems like not a good idea. They went and played a metal show. A metal show. For a bunch of people locked up in San Quentin. Mm-hmm. This is very aggressive music. And I don't know if we should be playing it for people in San Quentin. Probably a bunch of relatively aggressive human beings. Maybe. Well, it's not a dig in them. I just don't know if it was a good idea to put an aggressive band. What about Enya? Let's put Enya in the prison. Oh, dude. Maybe chill vibes. Let's not start a prison riot is all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. What if Enya's first live show ever was in San Quentin? Yes. Be it was in fucking a, great. That would be the heaviest shit of all time. I would probably commit a crime so just that so I could get locked up <laughs> so that I could see it. Live from San Quentin, Mark and Tyler. 
This is a real story. That was the first time I heard that song, the fucking single. When I heard that, I thought that the drums, the drum sound that everyone, the notorious, mm-hmm. the most- The ping. Was because it was just, oh, it was just the You thought the it was prison. live. Yes. Yeah. Concrete walls right, and shit. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is just, it sounds like that because they maybe made it seem more like it was actually recorded in a prison. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I fucking wrong. You were so wrong. I was so wrong. I remember the second song I listened to and oh, oh, this is this is actually what it sounds like. We should probably talk about that snare drum. It is the thing that sticks out. It's I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I know a lot of musicians. That could be it. It could be because 90% of people that I am friends with played or play in a band at some point. So all they talk about is the snare no, drum. This was a huge thing. Lars called into K-Rock to throw a tantrum because of how many people were criticizing the snare drum. He called into a fucking radio show. And I he- mean, somebody took the time to remix it. That's how bad it is, though. Some normal person took the time to remix it. Let's put in a good snare Literally sound. Literally went through it. Yes, yeah, snare. The snare. thing is, is honestly, I listened to some of it and it's still very bad. It honestly sounds like they heard a hate breed album. <laughs> yeah. is what it sounds like. Yeah, they definitely listen to too much hardcore yeah. music. But when Lars called into K-Rock, well, first of all, he's pretty clearly in an emotional state about it all. So it's not that easy to follow what he's saying, but he tries to set it up like, if every metal album ever made had a snare sound like St. Anger and then Metallica put out an album with what we currently think of as a good snare sound, everyone would hate that too. Yeah. He's pretty much saying that people don't like that snare sound just because they're not used to it. How do you as like the radio DJ not just go, dude, you're fucking crazy and hang up on him. So what you're saying is what if good things were bad and bad things were good, we would think that bad things were good. Yeah, the thing that's funny about how horrible the snare sound is, it also accentuates how bad of a drummer Lars is. It draws so much attention to the drums. You can't not hear the drums. Yep. Just accentuates even more the reality that Lars is just a bad drummer. He also said, and this is a direct quote, you can't listen to the record because of the snare sound. You know what? Then don't listen to the fucking record, end quote. Dude, okay. Way ahead of you. No problem. Yeah. Gotta be one of the most sold back to the store albums. He's literally telling you to do what you just told him you do. <laughs> I don't listen to your record. You know what? Don't listen to it then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, guy. I hate people like that. I just that. fucking said that to you. <laughs> oh, God. No worries. I threw it away. <laughs> to be fair, it seems that Jack White and Jimmy Page are both fans of St. Anger. Uh, I don't know what Page's deal is, but I'd be willing to bet that Jack White is just looking for more members of the Will Defense each other's albums no matter what club he's hoping to get people on his side so when he puts out his shitty albums people defend him because if you want to talk about bad reviews holy shit let's (laughs) talk about the last jack white album but hey maybe lars is right what if bad was good did you ever think about that mark yeah what if good things were bad and then you would think that good things were bad and you would think the bad things were good and then it would be a totally different situation Totally flipped my whole life upside down, man. That just changed everything for me. Here's how bad of a drummer Lars is. There's a YouTube video called Worst Drummer Ever that is pure punishment. Basically what they do is they take the clips from some kind of monster where Hetfield and Hammett are coming up with guitar riffs and Lars is trying to play drums along with it and it's awful. It's really, really, really fucking bad. And Hetfield is even in the moment like, 
Could you try just like playing drums? Have you ever watched, okay, it was a festival. Lars was sick or something, I don't know. And Metallica still played and they had Joey Jordison from Slipknot fill in. Never heard of this, no. Okay, watch the video because it's really weird to watch Metallica play with a real drummer. Yeah. Joey actually plays Lars parts tighter and better than Lars. Oh, I bet. And it, it's weird. It changes the entire thing completely. There's even a quote from James Hetfield saying, everyone knows Lars isn't the drummer of the year. Or the decade or ever. It's shocking how bad he is. If your fucking guitar player is talking shit on your abilities on drums, definitely not a good drummer. My thing is, is I'm not sure why Lars is even allowed to be in this band, let alone be such a tyrant and asshole and control so much of what he controls in this band. Why are you listening to the worst musician in the band? contracts. Ugh. It's got to be right. Going to assume that Lars owes majority stake in the company or something. And maybe Hetfield's just a bitch and won't stand up to him. I don't know. In some kind of monster, there's a scene where he sells a Basquiat painting for $13.5 million. This is the motherfucker who was doing the whole like Napster you're thing. You're taking food out. Of Jim Brewer is a professional comedian, and you can find a clip of him telling this story on Howard Stern. So I'm not about to butcher his material, but if anyone wants to laugh their ass off about how much of an asshole Lars of Metallica is, if even half of this story is true, seriously, he gets pissed because some kid comes up and uh, asks him. Yeah, he's a total fucking sure. asshole. Uh, it's, you should listen. To it. It's funny. The thing about some kind of monster is it lets you know this is a band full of narcissistic, passive-aggressive, controlling motherfuckers who are constantly trying to leverage themselves to be in a position to make a musical decision in the studio. And it's hilarious to watch it. It's so funny to watch them work each other. And it's all on video. <laughs> you can even see the moment when Kirk Hammett realizes, oh, the only way to get anything done in this band is to throw a temper tantrum. So Kirk Hammett, bless his heart, tries to... You know what, guys? This, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you can tell that he's trying to cuss. Like right. he's trying to use right. a swear. Right. <laughs> you know what? Darn it. Darn it. I've had it. You guys suck ass out of my A. Every time Kirk Hammett talks, you want to tell him he's doing a good job and he's almost got the thing down, but he's not quite there yet. It almost makes me wonder if they were writing lines for him because he's so bad at talking. My favorite line in all of Some Kind of Monster. Watch out for this line, because it's a semi-truck. Kirk Hammett goes, you know what, you guys? Why don't we just go in and hammer it all out, right? Instead of hammering on each other. <laughs> oh, man. For real, you're going to tell me that no one wrote that line for Kirk Hammett to say? It's such an awkward thing. The way he says it is so, he's like, this is what I would say if I was in a movie. I probably <laughs> just now accidentally gave a better reading of the line. Than he did. <laughs> so just, yeah. Somebody's standing off camera looking at him like, read your line, read your line. So I don't know if he took it upon himself to act or if the lines were written for him, but just, oh, baby. It just sounds like somebody that's been in an abusive relationship that's trying to avoid conflict. There's two other things real quick that I just want to touch on. In 2018, you can buy Metallica shirts at forever fucking 21. Yeah. They didn't just jump the shark. They killed the shark and they're living in its dead body. That sums up fucking Metallica. Their shit is sold in forever 21. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't even know that Metallica made an IMAX film. These motherfuckers sat down and wrote a screenplay, first of all. The cavemen members of Metallica sat down and wrote a screenplay for a movie, like their version of Led Zeppelin's Song Remains the Same, and made an IMAX concert film 
of it. I'm pretty upset that no one told me about this because have I not made it clear how much I enjoy it when dumb bands do horribly pretentious shit like this? Why didn't anyone tell me this happened? One thing that really bothers me is Metallica is going to go on tour next year in 2019. They're already, they're playing shows this year. Kill 'Em All came out in 1983. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? I'm really bad at math. It was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> it was 25 years ago. Okay. No, it was longer than that. Don't know. I'm bad at math. Okay. Don't care. Anytime anyone ever set something up like that, they propose like a number problem for the people in the room to solve. I never even start trying to think about it because I know someone else is going to get to the answer before me. Yeah. When you did that, I never even started trying to think about it. And I still haven't. And I won't. <laughs> it came out in 83. So it was over 30 years ago. Okay. My point is Metallica is playing shows right now. A majority of the songs that they play are songs off of Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and maybe they play a couple songs off the Black Album. Maybe they sprinkle in a random song here and there. Nothing from Lulu? No. They totally skip Lulu. But my point is, is that it really bothers me when bands only play old shit. Because the truth is, the last five records you put out are complete shit, and nobody wants to hear it. Literally, the only thing people want to hear is stuff that was written 30-plus years ago. I don't know how long this is going to be after we get done editing it, but... Mark Mosley and I just sat down and talked shit on Metallica for an hour and 47 minutes. <laughs> Which is our longest by far. Way longer than any other episode we've ever done. And the reason why is because if Metallica is your favorite band, your favorite band sucks. Welcome for the middle up your ass. That was this episode of your favorite band sucks. Wow. Two entire episodes on Metallica. And it still feels like we barely saw the tip of the raging hard on this band has for disappointing their fans. But you know what? It's called foreplay, you little bastards. I'd say ask your mom about it. But based on your taste in music, it's safe to say she's never heard of it either. Because your dad was too busy drawing heavy metal logos on his notebooks to learn things like how to suck a titty or pull out. Anyway, the podcast is going on another break. You assholes have been doing a great job of telling everyone to listen to it. Now Mark and I gotta go handle some business to make sure we're doing the most with this fun part, talking trash on all these bands. We'll be back next year. Make smart musical decisions in our absence. Use good headphones. Listen to more Enya and Kate Bush and Van Halen and Limp Biscuit because your favorite band definitely sucks.